Welcome to the Story Tinker, a place for in-depth analysis of stories, including Midnight Poppyland, Purple Hyacinth, and more. Co-hosted by sharp, witty, and dare I say, thirsty fans, we dive deep into every episode, analyzing character, relationship development, and plot theories. You can follow the Story Tinker on all podcast platforms and videos of most episodes on YouTube. You can also follow the Story Tinker on Instagram and Facebook. If you'd like weekly bonus content, sneak peeks, and more, you can support the Story Tinker on Patreon. Thanks for listening to The Story Tinker, and let's get started. I highly recommend that you watch this video on The Story Tinker YouTube channel, where you'll see all the faces of the husbands and their reactions. Totally recommend. Okay. Hi, everyone. And we are here today with Ivan, who is the husband of Nora. Now, those of you who follow Patreon have gotten to see the special treat that Lily posted, which was actually, Ivan, I'll let you tell us about it because it's nice to hear it in your words. Uh, no, I appreciate it. So the um, the backstory, uh, for those of you who have looked at it, uh, I've been going through cancer treatment, uh, end of June, got diagnosed, uh, went into surgery right away, um, kind of a whirlwind, uh, immediately went into chemo right after surgery. Um, chemo's over, but once you're in chemo, it's um, kind of bedridden, uh, really uh, fatigued. So um, uh, one of the things that we were doing was uh, Midnight Poppyland, uh, my wife, Nora, uh, she uh, she was really into it. And that was kind of her out, I think. It, it gave her a social structure. It gave her something to a community um, in a time of quarantine and uh, less social interaction. So um, I, uh, her birthday was coming up, uh, being bedridden. I was like, you know, I'm going to be the bad husband. You know, I had cancer going through that. And I still was like, what am I going to do? Um, so I, I took a Hail Mary pass and, and kind of con- contacted Lily, uh, through Instagram. I had to find all of her contact information, uh, submitted that, uh, and she, uh, she responded back immediately, um, very positive. Uh, I pulled her fanfic, um, which I had to scroll away, uh, out of the computer, sent it to Lily, um, all this behind her back, uh, trying to hide all the scripts and everything. And, uh, I have... 25, 26 emails back and forth with Lily, just figuring out like timeline, how we're going to coordinate this, what what, delivery method. (laughs) Um, She sent me, you know, rough drafts. Um, It it was, uh, it was really fun. And, uh, and in the end, uh, Nora really enjoyed it. And obviously she hates attention. Uh, so I told Lily, yes, it has to go public across uh, the, uh, the site and, uh, and Lily didn't disappoint. So (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, we, um, <clears throat> we're very happy that she did post it on Patreon because we, we loved it. I mean, the cartoon itself was, was great and it was funny. And, you know, people, um, you'll hear a little bit more about our, our, our lust for Torah later, but, you know, people definitely love that, that visual of him. And um, more than that, for me, what I loved was, you know, that whole story that you just related that, you know, that really touching story of what you and how you showed appreciation and then, you know, how both of you were there for each other. So it was... You know, we, we come to Midnight Poppy Land because of the, the romance and the affection between the two characters. So it was perfectly fitting to see that between you two. <laughs> yeah, you. and, you know, we're grateful also to Lily for, for doing that. I think that was very nice of her. Oh, yes, uh, absolutely. Sent her, uh, sent her a picture of, of the two of us to show her who she'd actually helped. That was her first time actually seeing who we were. So, uh, yeah, she's she good people. Yeah. 
And I have to say, as somebody who um, I've been on the Patreon for, you know, a couple of months since I founded Copyland, um, I always notice your wife's comments because your wife leaves very insightful comments. So she's definitely one of the, the names that stuck in my head even before this, um, this beautiful cartoon. Yeah. So compliment to your wife. <laughs> yeah, I, I will pass it along. Yeah, she knows. I've quoted her on the podcast a couple of times by now. So. <laughs> <All> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> yeah, okay. I thought I'd give her praises. Okay. Okay, so... So actually, let's get into, um, when did, you know, you were talking, you mentioned a little bit about what Midnight Populand did for Nora, but uh, when did she start reading Midnight Populand? And how much did she involve you in that? Um, initially, I mean, I'd probably say she was probably about the same time you were, you were like a couple, couple months, probably a little more than that. Um, she was reading uh, one that was about the, uh, the Greek gods. Um, yeah, Nora Olympus. Yes. There you go. So she was real into that one. Um, I think she kind of stumbled across uh, Midnight Populand, kind of this uh, things you might like. And she uh, she backed herself all the way to the beginning and just started going through it um, episode by episode and uh, obviously found the other sites, Patreon, um, the um, Secret Garden, all that other stuff that goes through. Yes, right. And so she uh, she found all of it and uh, and kind of uh, absorbed it all, but that was, I'd probably say a couple of months, maybe more than that, um, beginning of the year-ish, in there, February, maybe, but yeah. So does she involve you um, in Midnight Populine? Like, do you read Midnight Populine? Does she make you read it? Does she talk about it with you? Um, so I do not have a account for it, um, but when she, she has to watch, she has to look at the episode first, um, yeah. those, those rules. um, and then, you know, she's, begrudgingly do you want to look at it um and I'm, i tell her every time you know if, if, if it's something you enjoy you know i i give it a try right and uh i really enjoyed the art style um the story is really good it's not um it doesn't take a long time to read through it um it's pretty quick per episode um so it's just something that we can enjoy um and you know like a 20 minute time span you know it's, it's very easy especially with so many kids running around yeah <laughs> how many kids do you have uh, we have four four and uh and two dogs so our our uh our house is a zoo like a <laughs> yep i get it i have two and um i think a lot about having more and for multiple reasons i'm like oh, i don't think so but i grew up in a house with like um more more kids so <laughs> depending on like the the different time periods because they're like staggered so i kind of say like i grew up with two brothers, but then I had another two afterwards. So whatever, but I don't count them so much because like we didn't grow up together. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, I know there's like a lot of nice things about having a lot of siblings, but anyway, this is a digression. We're not here to talk about family size. <laughs> so when Nora reads um, Midnight Populand, how does she do it? Does she have like a routine? Do you hear her shrieking? Does she like push all of you away? Um, she, uh, yes, uh, she likes to go and hide. Um, she, and I think it's because she wants, it, it's her own quality time. It's her bubble. Um, she wants to enjoy it. And of course, the second she disappears, it's where's mom. So, uh, <laughs> so I have to, we'll call it run interference, um, and try and coordinate the kids. I think around like nine o'clock is usually when the episodes hit yeah. um, our time. So, um, but you'll hear, uh, sit in her chair, kind of snickering to herself, laughing. She'll laugh out loud. Um. <laughs> And uh, ultimately, whenever it's done, it, it's interesting just the when the 
the story, the way if it takes a turn or, you know, um, the, the one where you know, it talks about Torah, where he's having a nightmare. Um, I think that hit a lot of people pretty hard, um, kind of triggered a lot of people. Um, it, it's interesting that something like that can evoke that kind of emotion where it's, uh, it kind of drives your mood. Uh, and it's, uh, but ultimately she, she enjoys it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you remember uh, if you remember that episode where they said goodbye, um, like episode thirty nine, where after they spent all night like on the cliff, they said goodbye to each other? Oh yeah, where they're at the uh, I keep on. I think it's where they're at the, like looking at the skyline, and uh, mm -hmm. they're in like kind of a, it's almost a bridge type highway structure. Yeah. Yeah. So after yeah, that, I was, that was devastating. I, I think I like cried for three hours. <laughs> Not joking. Yeah. So yes, it was quite impactful. Yes. So, so, well, you read it. So let's hear. What? How would you synopsize um, *Midnight Puppet Land* in like one line? Oh man. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's almost like a I want to say star-crossed lover type setup, but I mean, that's kind of what I I akin it to is, you know, you have this, you know, woman who uh, has had her life collapse in around her, and uh, this. He's not necessarily a white knight, but he's he's uh, somebody who she's just pulled for. She, she gravitates toward him, and I mean, uh, he's a big guy, you know. He's it, but he she's. Uh, I think the original episodes, you know, she she's uh, thinks that he's after her, you know, um, trying to get something from her and an attacker. Um, but then she can't stop thinking about him, and it's just one thing after another, and they just keep stumbling on each other. Um, but yeah, I, I think the star-crossed lovers, especially the episode you just, you just related to, right? It's just, they both know what's coming and they just don't want to let go of each other. Oh, a little emotional at that. <laughs> so, <clears throat> question. Um, as a husband, are you mm -hmm. jealous of Torah? Um, so, he's, I mean, I, I'll openly tell you, I mean, he's a good looking guy. I mean, if you can't, if you can't, uh, if you don't look at that guy and go, hmm, like he's, he, that's, that's a, that's a guy. Um, but I mean, I get it. Um, no, I mean, he's, I think that everyone should, I mean, I think everyone has their, hey, if you were, you know, uh, given the option, would you, uh, uh, you know, run off with them kind of thing. But uh, he, he is uh, not someone I would be intimidated. Uh, by just because he's a, char a fictional character. In real life, I think anyone would be intimidated by him uh, based on just how he would look. Um, and I think Lily drives that home pretty well in the comic book. Right. So another way that um, I think Tora actually does fulfill like people's romantic fantasies and in a safe way. I honestly like feel that it's, it's good to get all your crushing out on something that can't actually happen. So another way that um, possibly people's lives have been enhanced with Midnight Poppyland, what do you think of the Secret Garden tier in Patreon? Um, How has it changed your life, if at all? Uh, I would say um, it is a mood enhancer. We'll go with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but I mean, I, I think that it's, uh, I think you can enjoy uh, looking at especially in, in comics and, and anime type stuff, you can enjoy the, the art that, that uh, gets put into that. And 
I like it. I appreciate it. I mean, she shows me it too. It's always, do you want to see the secret garden? You know, like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, you know, I always know when the secret garden's out. So. <laughs> yep. Same here. My husband definitely appreciates the existence of the secret garden. I'll say that. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to show you now a whole bunch of characters. I'm going to share my screen. And let's see if you can tell me first their name and um, anything about them. And then if you, it goes from like more common to more obscure. So it gets harder as it goes along. Um, and um, yeah, it's like, I might just, you know, if you don't know their name, I'll tell you their name, see if that rings a bell, et cetera. So, okay, let's share my screen. This is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, number one. Oh man, uh, it's not Alice. No, that's... Um... I want to say it's, it's a bit of a trick. That's Lily. This one. That, that's Lily. That's right. Yeah. I, was <laughs> like, I was like, that's her thing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a representation. Okay. Now we'll start with really easy. So, you know, you get points for this. Um, okay. So that's Poppy. Okay. And what can you tell us about Poppy? Uh, so like I said, so Poppy, um, she, uh, she works for a publishing company. Um, she's got two friends. Um, Jacob and Aaron Airden, I think, um, yep. and uh, obviously knows Tora, um, but she uh, she's kind of just a striving publicist, I think, is uh, which I'm trying to remember the words, but that's that's what she works for. She works for a yeah publishing company. Yep. Okay. And next we have our other main character. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, so Tora. Uh, obviously. Um, so he's Quincy's bodyguard. Um, he's part of the Balthama clan. Um, obviously, based on the episode, you can make the assumption he was picked up at a young age. Um, uh, I would, just from the conversations that he has with other members, it seems like they were all kind of recruited at a young age. Um, runaways and cast-offs. So, uh, yeah, that's him. <laughs> yep, <laughs> you got it. And who's this snazzy young uh, gentleman? Quincy. Uh, so <laughs> this is Quincy Baltimore. Um, so he goes by uh, QB, I want to say Naruto. Naruto. Um, Kuinioko, that's right. I think you're okay. kind of like, so, you're doing the Naruto erotic, you know, you're merging those two. <laughs> okay. Um, right, erotic yeah, literature. So. He is, uh, he uh, is uh, part, uh, kind of the, I guess from neck, I want to say next in line from uh, from his dad. Uh, I think it's Vincent. So mm -hmm. that's that's his role. Yep. <laughs> okay. Who's this blue-haired fella? Um, uh, Goliath. That's Goliath. Yep. That's right. And, and who I, is Goliath? I don't know a lot about Goliath like that I've only seen him in parts of the episodes I uh he's part of the clan uh I believe he's got the tattoos same as Tor he's got some some version of the tattoos um but I, I'm not 100% for him okay so Goliath is someone that Tora grew up with who betrayed him uh, fairly recently to the police and he's the one who calls him in the first episode and asks him to come save him um, and that's how, and he's the one whose notebook it is that everybody's looking for. Okay. Okay. Yep. So that's the one that uh, Poppy picked up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
And, you know, we don't know, we're trying to figure out where the notebook is and we don't know what happened with Goliath. I'm assuming he'll come back to the plot and be like a major part, especially because he and Tora may be related. They definitely grew up together. They kind of look like brothers as well. Nobody knows. We're very curious. Yeah, they, they definitely share a lot of the same structure. At least. Yeah, features, their, uh, their eye color, their facial structure. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> a lot of people also find him handsome, so that's why they want him back. <laughs> ah. <laughs> okay, who's he? Oh, man. Um, he was just on one of the most recent episodes. Is he uh, the son of Candy? No. Oh, you're mixing him up with someone else who will come okay. later, so remember oh. that. <laughs> well, I... Oh, I can't remember his name. I I do not know who this person is. Um, okay. I'm gonna. Uh, Gayu. Does that ring a bell? Gayu. Gayu. I'm the name. Yes, but I man, I I am drawing a blank on his role. Okay, sure. So he's one of Tora's friends from the clan. He's like the tech guy from the clan. Um, he's actually a really sweet guy. I don't know how he got into the clan. <laughs> But he's just a really nice friend to Tora, loyal, and works at a million restaurants all over the city. Oh, is this, okay, so this is the guy who, like, when Tora comes in, uh, I forget what episode where Tora comes in and he's got, like, a baseball cap and some other stuff, Poppy's all dressed up. He talks mm-hmm. to him because he brings him, like, a steak and uh, yep. and he's like, just trash it, you know, put it on my tab. I, I just didn't know his name. Okay. Yep, that's him. <laughs> okay. He's also the one who gives Tora the motion detector to install outside of Poppy's apartment. Um, he gives him new phones, he helps to research who Poppy is, he is like the tech whiz and just all around loyal friend to Tora. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And who is this guy? Uh, so that's, um, Quincy's dad. So that's Vincent Balthamo. Uh, yep. so, uh, I'd say the head of the Balthamo clan, um, kind of a, uh, auxiliary father i guess to Tora is kind of like i mean yeah in a father figure I guess. Way. <laughs> yeah in a twi- very twisted way but he yeah he he has Tora watching quincy's back yeah and yeah he also is the one who like raised Tora to be the dog and just follow his commands do whatever yeah. horrible thing he wants him to do Okay, and who is she? Okay, so that's Alice. Yep. Uh, that's who I confused in the beginning. So uh, I like her. Her episodes were pretty funny where they have uh, a meal upstairs in her establishment. Um, I, I keep wanting to think it's like a grandmother type referral or like a grandmother type figure. Um, but uh, but she's pretty funny and she doesn't take anything from anybody. Uh, <laughs> what, it, what it seems like. She's a... Uh, She's a very opinionated lady, and uh, she doesn't hold back. Yeah, she was definitely, like you said, the, the tough love grandmother for Tora. Um, he worked for her when he was a teenager, and I think she had that perfect blend of love, but also tough love, because too much love, I don't think Tora would have been able to accept at that stage in his life. You know, he was too tough. So somebody who was rough on the outside, but nice on the inside, I think was perfect for him. Yeah, she, uh, I remember that one. She gave, uh, she would give like a, a present or give a compliment, but then also say something that would, you know, almost akin to showing the baby pictures, you know, to, to the day <laughs> kind of thing and embarrass him as best she can. 
<laughs> yep. Okay, who's this guy? I, I want to say he, I know he and Alice interacted, or did they, I think they did, but I do not know the name. Okay, so his name is Joe. Does that ring a bell? No. Okay, so you're correct that he and Alice interacted. He's actually Alice's son. And okay. he apparently, Alice tells us that he was involved in the clan, I don't know which clan, when he was younger. And now clearly when he became older, he became a police officer, but he appears to be dead now. Um, we don't know how. Um, we do know that Torah wears his ring and bracelet. He was some kind of mentor figure to Torah when he was a teenager. My theory is honestly that Torah was involved in his death somehow. Um, but mm. we'll find out, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, honestly, to me, this, it seems like poetic justice. And also when Tora is at her, Alice's restaurant, he removes his ring and bracelet. So I don't know if it's just because he doesn't want Alice to be reminded of her son in general, or if it's because he had to kill him for the clan. I don't know, but it's probably very tragic. It, 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 so I remember that, that part, um, I think he, I almost think that when he took it off, it was almost like a, a respect thing right? So mm. something happened, um, either he did something that caused it, or he knows somebody who caused it, and he wears it as a reminder, and he takes it off mm. for respect, I think. That's yeah, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to finding out. It'll probably be like a stab in the heart, but I do want to know. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Also, appreciate stabs <laughs> in the heart sometimes. Like yeah. <laughs> oh, Lily. <laughs> okay, who is she? Uh, kept wanting to say Aaron. Um, Erbina, Air, uh, she works at the publishing company with Poppy. <laughs> you know, I can't remember. It. I said <laughs> no, her name. Said her name before, Erdine. Erdine, that's what. It, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, she, uh, she was, she just had a kind of a big scene in I think the last episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where we actually had a big discussion about that one, where it almost seems because I guess she doesn't know Poppy as a thing for Cora, they were a thing. And the last thing she was saying to Poppy is, you know, what she was saying, but it almost is like uh, trying to throw her off the trail of Torah is kind of the feel I get from that conversation. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yep. Okay, and who's this guy? Uh, that is Jacob. Uh, he also yep. works at the publishing company. Um, we joke around that uh, that Jacob pretty much pooped his pants when Torah showed up. <laughs> that was kind of, there was a lot of that face. Uh, he that was that was good. Um, but he, uh, I think he called. I forget what episode, but uh, he pretty either in, uh, inferred that Poppy was fat or they called her fat, and uh, and Torah knows that. So there's this uh, called a, a very palpable <laughs> tension between the two of them. Yeah, I, I honestly feel bad for Jacob. Like, he put his foot in his mouth once, and he's on Torah's hit list forever. <laughs> it, yes, and that's not a hit list anyone wants to probably be on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, who is he? Faceless. Yep, faceless right now. <laughs> to add yeah. a little extra challenge. I remember him in the episode, but I can't. 
it's like these auxiliary characters. I just can't, there's too much going on. <laughs> I, I honestly, I don't know this one. Okay, do you recognize the environment? This isn't the publishing company. It is, it's the publishing yeah. company. It's just from a different, it's from the other angle, like mm -hmm. pretty much from what you would normally see, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so this is Gil and he's Poppy's boss at the, at the publishing house. Okay. And he's the one who we think the notebook is in his possession because he kind of like trips Poppy up with that. <clears throat> so yeah, we, we think he has a notebook. We think there's some shady stuff going on there. We'll find out. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that accounts for like the, the dark setting um, of the previous picture. Okay, who is she? You work at the publishing company too? Nope. Uh, I'm drawing. I'm drawing a blank again. I'm I'm not doing so good. I started out strong yeah, and then good. I decided it's getting harder and harder. And I'm yeah. not doing so <clears throat> you did a one, two, zero to eleven quite well, so you're great. <laughs> this is Lane. Does that ring a bell? Okay, so she is the police officer that Poppy went to um, the day that Tora took a picture of her. And she also seems to know Tora because she gives Tora a call when pa she and Poppy are at the restaurant. He and Poppy are at the restaurant. Um, Tora then gets offended. If you remember, he like puffs away and he was like, you know, you know, Lane, how do you know Lane? And he gets like, you know, they were having a great time. And then he realizes she went to the police about him. So he feels like offended and insulted. So, yeah. yeah, so there's some kind of connection between him and, uh, between Tora and Lane, because he has her saved in his phone. Yeah, that, so that we're thinking. Kind of, yeah, so that, okay, so it's kind of coming back to me. That, that plays into the, what happened to Alice's son, or what happened to the police officer, um, kind of. Maybe. Maybe, that, maybe that could be part of it, too. You know? Yeah, possibly. Um, he also, we know that Tora was arrested, so possibly she has something to do with, like, his parole. Um, maybe he's a double agent at this point. We don't know. Um, intriguing. Yeah. But man, what a twist that'd be. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. Okay. Who is this fella? Uh, this is the this is the gentleman who I want to say gets kidnapped or Poppy assumes gets kidnapped. Lamb? Mr. Yeah, Lamb. You got it. Mr. Okay. Lamb. So this, uh, yeah, she she sees him get like whisked away in a car. Um, I think she's trying to nail him down as a client, uh, yeah. and and uh, keeps getting frustrated because of her. He keeps getting like run away and and stuff. And I remember, was it a picture that she brings him? Yeah, she does. Yeah, paints him a uh, painting. Yeah, a painting. That's what it is. Uh -huh. And uh, yeah, he he. Uh, very appreciative of that. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, you know, Tora becomes her, her delivery boy and <laughs> goes drives to the airport to give deliver the painting. Yes. Yeah, he's cute. <laughs> okay, good job. Who is this guy? That's not I want to say the person behind him is that's younger Poppy. Is that what that is? Yep. Yeah. So that's not her 
I think that's her dad, isn't it? Yep, that's her dad. I don't know the name. Yeah, we don't know his name either. <laughs> He's just dad. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe we'll probably get more information on him later. I suspect that there's some knowledge of clan awareness or something with her dad, because if you remember right after the scene, they see this white van driving along on the road underneath them. And that's the white van that Tora and his friends are probably in when they're teenagers. And he was like, oh, we got to get down from this tree. And Hop was like, why? And he's like, oh, they might climb the tree. They might fall down. Like some weird excuse that doesn't really make sense. So yeah. I'm assuming there's something fishy going on there. <laughs> okay, so we'll see more. Okay. Okay, who is this person? This isn't who Quincy is involved with, is it? No. Yet? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Ah. Uh, you remember her name? It's escaping me. It's a classic. Quincy says it all the time. Well. What? Huh? <laughs> Quincy says it all like says it all the time. <laughs> I can't remember. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Cordy. Cordelia. Cordy. Yeah, Cordy. That's what it is. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yep. yep. So what's Cordy like? Yeah. What did Quincy bring her to the restaurant for? That was the... Um, that's where Cora's sick, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Man. can't remember. I know Tora. All I remember is Tora collapses um he's just being a big old jerk and he's wearing like nothing he normally would wear he's in like go-to sweatpants <laughs> and a hoodie pretty much and uh is very grumpy i can't remember why he brings cordelia out on the date but that's where poppy uh where he signs her publication stuff too right like he just in mm -hmm. in the he signs it and then he has to like backpedal and make it official the next step <laughs> yep I can remember yeah. all these details, I just can't remember that. <laughs> yeah, so Quirky is like his, you know, we see him in bed with her and they seem to be having like this fling. Um, not serious because, you know, Tora, uh, sorry, Quincy still calls himself a bachelor, but Quincy appears to have brought Cordelia to the date to kind of go Tora and, you know, spur his jealousy of Poppy. Um, and also to assess like whether Tora cares about Poppy. Because Cordy seems to be an observant person. Yeah. Okay. And who is this person? Uh, so Candy. Yep. Okay, so Candy's a uh, stripper mm -hmm. um, and a mom. I know that <laughs> from the yeah. one episode. Um, and uh, that's pretty much all I know about Candy <laughs> is, is when strip club and then the one episode where she comes out and is, you know yep. talking to the to her son uh-huh okay speaking of whom who is this kind of uh, gave it away but so that's candy's so it's candy's son yep and remember his name no i know did? that i keep playing that episode uh, so he he's the one who uh He's trying to, is he trying to sell something or, um, yeah, so he's, he's trying to do that. And, uh, that's where he gets, uh, 
his mom surprises him and he tells his friends that that's his sister. Yep. I remember that part. Um, <laughs> and then they storm off uh, from each other, but I, I don't remember his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Benjamin. Okay. Yeah, but he got his whole history right. He um, apparently stole Poppy's pin and um, <clears throat> the night that she like saved him, saved him slash endangered him at Club Miracle, which is this scene. And uh, he's trying to sell it to uh, re- get his mom out of the nightclub. Okay, so we're getting into the last couple are pretty obscure. Who is this guy? <sighs> I honestly, I, I have no clue who that is. <laughs> okay. Um, context clues, does that give you anything? I, I mean, looks like someone who would be part of the clan. Yep, uh, you're right. Cora's posture changes whenever he's around clan members, I've, I've noticed. So, mm. um, but I, I cannot place this person. No. <laughs> okay. Well, his name is Claude. And if you remember in the scene right afterwards, he kind of challenges Tora here. And then Tora, you know, kind of basically chokes him and then smokes directly in his eye and like burns his eyes um, and threatens him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Claude wants to start up with him, but doesn't realize Probably not a good idea. Yeah. I mean, we're in the we're in the weeds now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, who's this guy? You should have some uh, context clues here, also. Yeah, so you've got, I believe that's Mr. Lamb next to him. Yep. He's got a Balthrama tag on his neck. Mm-hmm. Um, was he one of the group that kind of shuffled him away in the episode? Yep, definitely. His name is Sharsh. Shark, Sharsh. Okay. And yeah, he's um, somebody who was planning on killing Mr. Lamb, basically. And he's portrayed as a psychopath who enjoys killing just for the sake of killing. Okay. So yeah, um, I'm kind of assuming he's going to feature heavily in like the dangerous part of the story um, okay. because of his nature. Okay, this guy. <laughs> this one's Claude, by the way, from two pictures yeah, ago. Yeah. And now I, now this I guy got, is now... very obscure. <laughs> yeah, I. If I didn't know Claude till now, uh, I'm I'm not gonna know. They're it, they're in the the club. Yeah. Um, that's Club Miracle, right? The. Okay. I do not know yep. who this is. Okay, so his name is Shing Ma, and <laughs> a reason I kind of put him in is because um, there's a couple of people, believe it or not, who have latched onto Shing Ma and have like kind of like a crush on him, and like he's like their favorite character, um, even though he appears basically twice, and there's very little characterization of him. But um, this wonderful writer, uh, Saucy Tagels Peg, who is on the podcast a lot, has written this really um, erotic fan fiction with him and Urgine. And um, anyway, so some people like him. So anyway, yeah. just <laughs> put him in there. Yeah. Man. Okay. And this last guy you might recognize from two pieces. Oh man. You you burned me out. All my confidence is gone. <laughs> I don't. I don't even. I don't even remember. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember yeah, this. so <laughs> his name is Aniki, and in the cartoon, 
he appears, um, Tora has jacked his car in order to go to Poppy's, <laughs> Poppy's apartment. Um, and then he also actually he returns the car and he pays for all his bills. So that's where he appears in the cartoon. But he also appears in one of the secret gardens. Um, I'm not going to go more into that because that's like paid content, but he's, he plays a hilarious role in the secret garden. And everybody who read that was so excited when he appeared in the cartoon. So that's why he's here because he's really funny. My, I, I just make sure I, I'm not going to get in anyone in trouble for like talking about like the latest episode. Am I, I'm, I'm, I'm so I'm not going to, I'm not going to release it until after that episode has gone, um, gone out, I guess. I mean, I could, I could edit it. I could, you know, I could, you're not the only one who's talking about fast pass content. So I probably for, I could either edit it out or I could just probably, I'll probably just wait a couple of weeks until it's, until it's out. <laughs> okay. I'm just yeah, making sure because I, I don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm clearly aware forgot. of like what's fast, best content and what's not. So like um, it, it'll probably just be easier for me to just wait a few weeks. So <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so now this other thing, this is not exactly identifying a character, but it's a meme that Darla has made. Darla makes funny Midnight Poppy Line memes. So I want to show it to you and um, let's see if you, let's just see what your answer to this question is. Poppy's mom suspects. Which of these uh, do you think Poppy's mom is? So pretty much every, <laughs> everyone in here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you get why this is funny. Yeah. I don't know if you, you're aware, but the, the fandom has been speculating ever since we saw that picture of Poppy's mom on, on Poppy's desk. Everyone's like, is this Poppy's mom? Is this Poppy's mom? Is this Poppy's mom? So Darla went ahead and put in basically, she just threw every single female that ever appears in Midnight Poppy Land, even like the passerbys on the street, and just like, these are all her mom. <laughs> oh, yes. So do you actually have a theory about which one do you think Poppy's mom is, or you're, you're blank? I... I honestly, I I don't. I uh, I do think it's funny though, because I, I forgot that there there's no real definitive who her mom is. She only there's only the stuff about her dad, really. That, so. <laughs> yep, and we have everybody here. I like. Um, I'll show you the what Lily said to this. <laughs> Lily wrote, "Where is that? Actually, Poppy's mom is Torah." <laughs> so yes. So she found yeah. this funny as well. Yeah, she's she's just uh, trolling everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do have a, a theory, um, at least with, um, you see this red lady here? I call her the red lady. Okay. She, when you see this picture of Goliath, you'll notice that everyone else in the picture is faceless, but she has a face. So I don't know if she's Poppy's mom, but she's definitely important in some way. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I didn't even I didn't even think about that that uh she's at least trying to draw attention to it. Yeah. We we that. didn't notice this at all until we saw Poppy's mom because they kind of have the same expression and the same like fierce expression and the gray eyes. So then we were like, "Oh my gosh, do you remember 20 episodes ago?" Yeah. So this cheapest of details that don't seem relevant until way later. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. That's why we got you know, you just got to reread the popular regularly. <laughs> okay so now i'm gonna ask you seven words and let's see what associations you have for them okay, okay. um some of them might be pretty obvious tiger uh so that's uh four yep okay easy strawberries um i could say the hair clip um that Tora wears so yep 
any other tides, you know, like why uh, the strawberries, are strawberries mentioned in another time or why probably would have strawberries? Isn't that like a, a childhood memory? I, I can't remember. Yeah. So Poppy in that picture, um, when she's a kid, she's drinking strawberry juice and um, Tora appears to have met Poppy. It seems it could be Poppy um, in that picture with, with the band, with his friends. He's in the background helping this little girl who has strawberry juice. And Quincy later mentions, he's like, oh, he hasn't gotten over a strawberry girl. So it's possible they met when they were younger and there was some kind of connection. And Tora, Tora now, you know, likes strawberry juice. He drinks a lot of strawberry juice and strawberries. So yes. there's some kind of plot over there. <laughs> um, and that's why, like, the entire Midnight Popular fandom now has, like, strawberry accessories and strawberry pajamas and also strawberry hair ties and strawberry-themed items have spiked since Midnight Popular. Yes. <laughs> I, I've noticed on that regard. Yeah, it, no, it has Nora purchased strawberry items. Uh, she uh, she has uh, she does face masks um, uh -huh. for people. She uh, she has a bunch of cloth that she's bought that's either poppies or kind of like fruit themed and stuff like that. So she's oh, that is so she's cute. Got, yeah, stuff like that. So she probably got some with the next word, which is avocado. I know that the. Uh, she tried to explain the avocado thing to me, and I, I didn't. I'm a bad husband, but the, um, but she has avocado fabric too. Um, I, I don't know the, the reference though. Yep. Um. So I'm assuming she does. She have a dancing hula hooping avocado. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Poppy's avatar on her messaging um app is a dancing avocado with a hula hoop. And she also, when she's Googling the Ball Eman organization, she, when she first, after first um, Tori gives her the card, you see on her search history, there's um, a link for like avocado advocates. So she apparently was trying to save the avocados or something like that. So yeah, yeah that's the avocado connection. <laughs> okay, uh, next one, hamster. I'm moving you. <laughs> um, okay. No, I, I don't, I don't know. Okay, um, does this give you a clue? I'm so burned out. No. <laughs> okay, so um, Tora calls Poppy a hamster, like when she goes like this, and then you, like, oh, pinches her, her cheeks. That's yeah. right, yes. Yeah, he keeps going like this to her. <laughs> calls her a cute little hamster. Um, or he actually calls her a feisty little hamster, sorry. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yep. Okay. Uh, red pin. Kind of mentioned this before already. The red pin. The that's the. Keep now. All I want to do is talk about Tora's strawberry hair tie that Bobby gave. <laughs> it is hair related, so you're you're on the right track. I'm on the right path. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so we were talking about Benjamin and the pin that he stole. So Poppy wore this red pin when she went to Cloud Miracle. It looks very reminiscent of the Baltimore clan symbol. So, and it seems as though she got that pin from maybe her mother because she talks about it being important to her after she can't find it. Benjamin is, you know, stole it. He's trying to sell it. Um, we're thinking maybe it belonged to her mom and her mom was involved in the clan or, or an opposing clan. 
and you know Benjamin selling it will kind of like raise the suspicions of some dangerous people in the underworld. We'll find out. Yeah. Okay. Jackfruit. I know you can use it to make fake pulled pork. <laughs> yep. Um, as someone vegetarian, I, I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> but not really a demand that popular like that. Yeah. <laughs> I... Okay, so... That's okay. Um, okay, so do you remember when, when Tora threw her his sweatshirt after he, um, her shirt tore on the train? Yeah, in the very beginning, yeah. Yeah. So she was walking around with his sweatshirt that day, and she kept, you know, thinking to herself, oh, you know, something smells really nice. And then she, like, sniffs the sweatshirt, and she was like, oh, and she's like, oh, it's nice cologne. And then she, like, is totally embarrassed because she realizes that she's essentially sniffing Tora. So later on, when she um, is outside Alice's restaurant, she's sniffing the tree and Tora tells her it's fake. And she's like, yeah, I know, I have a sense of smell. Just like I could smell your Jack. And then she doesn't want to continue and admit that she smelled this jacket. So she's like, you're Jackfruit. So Tora then makes fun of her afterwards. And we kind of use stand in, like Jackfruit is like a stand in for her being attracted to him sexually. So, yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, I got that. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that scene. I just don't remember the, the jackfruit reference. Yep. <laughs> and as well, as you could probably guess, people like using any fruit vegetable shape as like a, a new window. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of which, gray sweatpants. <laughs> That's the last word. Um, <laughs> thick Torah. <laughs> yeah. um, the, uh, I would say the, the scene where he's sitting there in his uh, sweatpants in his house, his apartment, yep. um, where there's a, uh, this scene cuts away uh, to where they, uh, he's got a, a magazine like conveniently over his lap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. That's yeah. the blanket, but yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I had to look up gray sweatpants memes afterwards. I wasn't aware until I saw the entire fandom talking about it, but it was funny. It's Has Nora been requesting season. gray sweatpants? It's gray anyway. sweatpants season, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's funny. Okay, so so we finished with our funny part. And now just um the last question on how how has Midnight Poppy Land changed yours and Nora's lives? Um, well, I think based on what we discussed at the beginning, I mean I I think it's brought us closer together. It's given us something to relate to. Um everything on, on my plate, still trying to find time to enjoy what she, uh, what she enjoys. And I think that's, that's the key to most happy relationships is don't close somebody out and don't, you know, patronize them for enjoying something that might be a little bit different because you never know, you might enjoy it too. I I enjoy it whenever I can read it. You know, I'm not as in depth as she is, but, um, I think I did. Okay. (laughs) I think I did. Yeah, no, I think you did great. (laughs) We have, um, uh, you know, comparing you to the other ones, you're exactly on par, you know, exactly average, I guess. <laughs> uh, you can you can tell me I'm the best. It's okay. It's fine. It's, it's <laughs> just between you and I and everyone watching. So. <laughs> um, I can't. Yeah. No, I think you were average. Sorry. <laughs> I understand. But it's fine. Average is good. There's nothing wrong with being average. <laughs> it's fine. It's really, it, 
it's it's gonna be funny like that part will just be funny but obviously like the part that i that i hope is meaningful for for both you and for me and and anybody watching it is you know to hear about like the the emotional part about what it what it means to you and like how it's changed your life i think that's and you know especially your story is you know more poignant poignant so you know i, I appreciate your sharing that don't worry about your your score or whatever <laughs> Uh, no, I'm I'm just playing. The I actually enjoyed it a lot. Um, I I did. I felt like I did better than I thought it was going to. Yeah, <laughs> appreciate it. Yeah, you definitely were able to describe you know a lot of people. So um, even if you don't know their names or something, you were able to to tell us who they were. So it's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it was fun. Uh, it's supposed to be fun. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, and my kids want to do do one now. They want me to quiz them. I'm like, you have to read it. They're like, yeah, we read it. My kids, unfortunately, don't read. So <laughs> I'm trying to like, I'm like, yeah, I'll do an episode with you. If you read it, I'll, I'll do one with yeah. you. I'll, I'll quiz you as well. Because they saw me doing these interviews and they wanted to be participate. But I don't know. They, so far, they haven't taken the bait and read it yet. <laughs> yeah, they uh, are, uh, are, are older to read uh, Cursed Princess Club. Okay, I haven't read that one, but I've seen it. Uh, that one's, uh, that one's, that one's, pretty pretty good um i would i would recommend it it takes a minute to get into it i i lost track of it but uh, the kids and nora still watch that one she we call okay. her stories you know she has all the <laughs> all the comics hit at like nine o'clock at night so she's got to go through all of them <laughs> nice okay i'll check that out yeah i'm like i'm so kind of desperate for my kids to read that like i'm willing to let them read this comic even though it has like a ton of curse words I'm like just read but they're not doing it so Oh, well, <laughs> they do know a yeah, huge story on Papier. They they hear me talk about it a lot, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's cute. And they they always know like they're like supposed to not interrupt when I'm doing a podcast, but you know they come in anyway. Um, although they're they're old enough to to be quiet, so like they come in, but they zip their mouth, so it's good. <laughs> yeah, I had to lock the door. I had to lock the yeah. door for mine. <laughs> I can hear the dogs on the outside. They're waiting. Right. Dad's dad's alone, and they they need a they need to hang out with me. Oh, <laughs> that's cute. Yeah, I, th I thought I heard some dogs too. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so so much, Ivan. I really really appreciate your coming and taking the time and and sharing your story. Um, it was fantastic meeting you, and thanks so much for coming. I appreciate it very much. Thank you for having me. Yep, and thanks once again for that fantastic cartoon you commissioned. It was very very enjoyable. <laughs> Yeah, I uh from what I from what I understood a lot of people enjoyed it. So <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Well thank you so All much, right. Ivan. Have a good night. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> thank you so much to my current patrons, Susie, Lady Liberus, Alley Cat, Chelsea, Lily, Jenny, Haley, One and Only Taco, Elizabeth, Maria, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Emily, Joe Rochelle, Dahlia, Saucy Tuggles, Meg, Anne Rose, Priya, Stephanie, and Samantha. Your support is truly appreciated.